Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hola, hola, hola. And welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show on another beautiful spring day. We are having four dogwoods planted in my yard today to replace the three trees that came down during the storm. And they're going to be littler trees, but they will be... um, what do they call them? Blossoming, pretty colorful trees. And they are native. And so hopefully they will withstand our normal weather conditions. And it'll be a good thing. 203-333-9422. Welcome, welcome. We are going to have today, I'm so delighted to welcome back to the show, Julie Banco, because she is a local girl made good, a Fairfield a public school grad who ended up being an understudy who has become a star in her own right, literally in what could be only a funny girl scenario. She ended up understudying the original, uh, what's her name, Beanie Feldstein, who opened on Broadway in Funny Girl and got very lackluster reviews for her own performance and ended up missing a lot of performances. Anyway, Julie Banco ended up getting a rave review as the understudy, then becoming a regular on Thursday nights, even when Leah Michelle came in to do the main role. So Julie Banco is now presenting a concert of her own, and we're going to hear the details of it in a little bit. Do we have tickets to give away? We should have tickets to give away. Let's see if we can give some tickets away, and that'll be fun. And in any event, I'm delighted to welcome Julie back on the show in a little bit. And speaking of theater, I know that you want to hear all about, and I want to share with you, all about my opening night last night. So it was very, very exciting. So first of all, fabulous day in studio with great people, and we have all the podcasts up, and I definitely think you should listen to the podcast of the people that came in from the Greater Bridgeport Bar Association, Aton Hirsch, uh, our state's attorney, Kyle, last name I'm forgetting, LaBeouf, 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 that's right. Anyway, and it was really fun, and that was great. But then after that, I was rushing because once a year, the Fairfield County Bar Association gathers all of the probate judges in Fairfield County, and each of us are asked to stand up and give a little dissertation on an area of law for a few minutes in front of members of the local bar. And that was a really lovely thing to do. We hadn't done it since COVID. I happen to have spoken about powers of attorney. If you have a question about Lisa on the law, once again, it's Mondays at 1130, and we are gathering questions now and sifting so, and, and what I'm asking you is please to be prepared to give me your voice on the phone. 
on the air. Many people are writing to the show with wonderful, important questions, but they don't want to be on the air because they're afraid that their voice is so recognizable that it will be literally recognized by somebody in their own life, and they're sort of embarrassed to answer, answer the question. The question could be about something personally embarrassing or just personally private. But I want to assure you of something, and I mean this truly. Most people do not have recognizable voices. It's very rare that anybody can recognize anyone else's voice. And this is talk radio in which you can tell me a fake first name and a fake town. Literally, nobody is going to know it's you. So I'm asking you to please be willing to share your question on the air in person. Because once in a while, once in a great while, we'll have Justin read one out. But that's really not the kind of radio that we are imagining here on the Lisa Wexler Show. It's not the kind of segment that we are trying to create. We want to create a real-life conversation with a person interested in knowing the answer to the question. So please write me via WICC600.com with your question. In fact, if you go on WICC600.com, there's a laundry list of topics that I'm very comfortable speaking about off the cuff. People are writing about other kinds of things. I'm doing a little research in advance to make sure that I'm knowledgeable on the subject. Really interestingly, somebody wrote me recently and said, you know, Lisa, I have gone online to try and find out the answer to this question. But I'm more confused than ever because I've gotten 20 different ways to look at it and different answers, and I'm not sure if I'm getting the answer from a trusted source, from someone who's truthful or verifiable. So can you please tell me? And I'm a lawyer, so when I'm looking up something online, I know exactly where I'm going. I know exactly the kind of source that I want. I know exactly who to not listen to. So I'm a better trusted source than the average person who's trying to find an answer online. That's just the truth of it. Just like if you were a doctor or a plumber or an electrician and I asked you a question, I could try and look it up online, but I still wouldn't know if I had the right answer. So that's the same thing that we're trying to do with Lisa on the Law. So on Mondays at 1130, but we need a little prep. So write us ahead of time with your question. Again, not legal advice, but legal information. So speaking about legal information, Law Day is on Monday, and that's very exciting, and we're gathering up all of our excitement about that. But after the Giovanni's Giovanni's event, the event at Giovanni's that was really about the Fairfield County Bar Association celebrating the probate court judges, and we were sharing information with the local bar, Um, after that, I drove into Manhattan, you know, your average two-hour drive in the middle of the day, even from Stanford. Don't even start. But I'm in a good mood because I actually realize I have an hour to kill before I need to be where I am. It was a six o'clock opening curtain for New York, New York. Full disclosure, I think I told you, not only, as you know, am I a major Broadway fan, period, and stop, but I'm a teeny, teeny, tiny, tiny, teeny, teeny investor. And so that's how I got opening night tickets. Otherwise, I don't get opening night tickets. I get press passes, but I don't get opening night tickets. So it was really fun. I was meeting my friend, our co-investor, and we were going to go to a cocktail party ahead of time and then the show at 6. But I arrive in the city at 4, plenty of time before the curtain or the cocktail party. And I walk by the theater, the St. James Theater on 44th Street, and I see that the photographers are already assembling 
and the red carpet is there, and the gates are up, and I realize, hey, this is a press gaggle, and I'm press. So I wedge my way in there. I literally, you know me, I open the barricade myself, (laughs) and I walk in. Who's going to stop me? Uh, A couple of people nicely ask me, who are you? I say I'm from WICC. I'm Lisa Wexler. Okay. Instant recognizability. Everybody knows WICC, even in Manhattan. And I stand there. And I had, I don't know if you've had this in a while. I had a quintessential New York day, New York time. And what is a quintessential New York time? A quintessential New York time is standing next to a stranger who within five minutes becomes your friend. That is my experience of having been a New Yorker my whole life. It it is. And that is the experience of me as a New Yorker coming to Connecticut in which I take my friendly self and I make friends in elevators, in hallways, in waiting rooms. That's what I do. That's my personality. I think you know me pretty well. And I was just in such a great mood. It was a beautiful afternoon. And I end up standing next to this guy, uh, a tall, young guy, and we start chatting. Who are you? Who are you? You know me. I'm the interrogator. Who are you? What do you do? And I find out his name is Michael Appler, and it turns out that he was the critic for Variety for years. He's only 26, graduate of Fordham. Unbelievable. Very accomplished guy. And now he's no longer the critic for Variety, but he's a reporter for Variety. So who do I end up, and we end up having the most wonderful conversation. We are sharing our opinions of everything on Broadway, who we like, who we don't like. We find we're very in sync. And so I can trust his recommendations, and maybe he can trust mine. And it turns out that I'm standing next to the guy that every single one of the people are brought to. In other words... (laughs) The publicist, the producer, everybody who's arranging the red carpet night literally brings the star of the moment to Michael because they want him, they want them to meet Michael and they want to be interviewed by Michael. And he's such a nice, generous guy. And I'm sticking my little iPhone mic to hear a lot of these conversations Here's my moment. Ready? We're going to play it for you. Justin, you've got it queued up, right? So in my, in my moment of moments, so New York, New York, was the music is written by John Kander and Fred Ebb. Fred Ebb passed away in 2004. The Kander-Ebb duo was one of the most acclaimed uh, Broadway songwriting duos in 20th century, writing Cabaret, for example. And, and a whole slew of other wonderful shows, some hits, some flops, but many of them with great songs that you'll know. Of course, New York, New York being among them. And Kander and Ebb have been a great songwriting team for as long as Fred Ebb lived. He died in 2004. But John Kander is still alive, and he's still very much in his own mind and faculties at the age of 96. And he was there for opening night. Now, not only was he there, but Joel Gray was there. Andre DeShields, who I just interviewed last week, which you must hear on a, on a podcast. We still have it. Turns out I end up sitting in the same row as him. What are the chances? I finally get a picture with him because, you know, I interviewed him on the phone. Anyway, it was just that kind of a magical New York evening. And in the midst of all this, it turns out that Lin-Manuel Miranda, 
was also part of the songwriting team for New York, New York, adding his own songs and flourishes to the score and writing with John Kander. So Lin-Manuel Miranda comes up to Michael Appler and they're talking and whatever. And the guy who set it up, who's not Michael, says to me, I'll get a question for you. I said, you will? He goes, sure. I turn my back for a second and then I wheel around and there is Lin-Manuel Miranda right there in front of me. In fact, if you see the video, which I posted on Instagram, you got to see the video. I think I posted on Facebook too. The first thing Joanna says is, are you touching him, mommy? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I think I am. Because I wheeled around and I think I had to touch his elbow to keep my balance. This is my teeny tiny fabulous interview with Lin-Manuel Miranda. Here you go. Extraordinary. I'm Lisa Wexler from WICC in Connecticut. Hi. I know you graduated Wesleyan. I did. My audience would love to know what was the impact of your of, of Connecticut on your art. Well, listen, I got my driver's license the day before I got to Wesleyan. I had my sister's hand-me-down car. So it was 10 minutes from Middletown to Cromwell to the Taco Bell right next to the uh, car wash with the dinosaurs on it. Um, but, you know, uh, I had an amazing... I, I discovered who I was at Wesleyan. And... Um, you know, was able to pursue all kinds of weird passions, and now I'm here writing a show with John Kander, so I'm pretty proud. You are such a treasure to us. In our generation that loves Broadway, I really appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. Really. Cheers. What a pleasure to be here. Thanks, you. Connecticut. Thank what up? And that was my thrill. That was my thrill. Lin-Manuel Miranda, a little close-up interview on opening night behind the barricades. How much fun was that? And you could see it. You have to go on Instagram, follow me on Instagram, or follow me on Facebook, or be my friend on Facebook. I'm posting it everywhere. It's so much fun. Did we post it on the Lisa Wexler Show page yet? I'm not even sure we did. I know I posted it to my friends. But anyway, you can follow me and you can find it. It was, it was really a thrill. And then after that, uh, oh, and I, I had a, a quick moment with Alan Menken. I took a nice photo with him. You know Alan Menken. He's written all of the fabulous Disney scores, Beauty and the Beast, The Little Mermaid, countless others. And he lives in Connecticut, incidentally. I think he lives in Richfield. And his daughter was there. Anyway, it was just like it was New York. It was the best of New York where people are not snobby, where people are genuinely interested and happy to be happy for other people and be there in their success. Oh, and I forgot to tell you this. I'm telling you, this was some night. So I'm going in my row. I'm in P Orchestra, and I see Andre DeShields is in my row. He's at the edge, and I'm like four seats in. So, of course, I introduce myself to him. He remembers who I am. We take a picture together. Lovely, lovely. I sit in my seat, and who am I sitting next to? The actress Christine Taylor. Now, you know, she has the face of Marsha when Marsha was a kid in the Brady Bunch, and she played Marsha grown up in the Brady Bunch movie. Turns out she lives in Chappaqua. She couldn't have been nicer. You know, she's married to Ben Stiller. We end up chit-chatting the entire evening. We both shared our thinking about the show and kibitzing about this and that. I had a little bit of an ego boost because she said, I know who you are. I've listened to your show. I said, I said you're kidding me. She goes, no, I listened to your show. Anyway, and she's premiering in a new, uh, she's making, she's just finishing up eight episodes of a brand new show that's going to be, I think, on Apple TV. So I've asked her to come on when she's done with that. But can I just tell you, it was that kind of a New York evening. I'm still in the glow. We're going to be right back with actual news that you can use here on WICC, the Lisa Wexler Show, at 203-333-9422. Stick around. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? 
Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 